Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's four nights of complete darkness. It's a darkness retreat. I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences. And it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now, and I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning. It's coming up in a couple weeks. It's a room. It's a little house. There's a two-way, like a little slot that they'll they'll drop in uh, some food for you. No music. No nothing. Just myself. Wow. He's wishing he was playing in Super Bowl this Sunday, Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. The the Super Bowl, yes. Are you going to tell people, come over to my The Super Bowl party? Well, no, because my is the preposition there. You don't need another one. Come over to my The Super Bowl party? No, you don't need another preposition, you see. Learn to speak the language. It's the only language you speak. Learn it. So Aaron Rodgers is doing some sort of weird retreat where they lock you in a room and feed you food through a slot. You know, you can just get a couple DUIs and end up in the same situation. <laughs> it's pretty easy. <laughs> well, uh, and, and you're in the dark the whole time. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Is that a thing? Is that the popular? So Super Bowl is Sunday. The Eagles are one and a half point favorites over the Chiefs. But Eagles are what? One and a half point favorites over the Chiefs. Over the Chiefs? Why do you keep throwing the in there like that? Over Chiefs. Over Chiefs. <laughs> Eagles are one point over Chiefs. <laughs> Says idiot. I need to go to bathroom. <laughs> All of a sudden we talk like Tonto or 
Frankenstein. Right. But this story comes out predictably and probably should. More than 9 in 10 former NFL players' brains studied at Boston University found to have CTE. Oh, that's 90% if you uh, can pick up on that. Well, if your brain isn't addled, yes, you can. CTE can only be diagnosed after death. We have 376 NFL players' brains in the bank. We found CTE in 345, roughly 91.7% of them. Wow. Said the director of Boston University CTE Center. This is an unacceptably high risk, and it cries out for something to be done. I, I What do you do with that information? Well, the uh, statistician in me would like to know how and why those brains were donated. Was it because the family uh-huh. suspected Good one. there was CTE? Uh, I And I'm not trying to be soft on CTE or anything like that. I think it's a terrible problem. Joe's pro brain injury for some reason. Yeah, I absolutely am. Uh, Durr, what was I going to say? Oh, and with the one thing to remember, folks, that everybody forgets. This is one of my many jihads, is that CTE isn't primarily about concussions, about massive blows to the head. It's about bap after bap after bap after bap, play after play after play after play. That's how you get CTE. Um, right. But so how does that factor into the what we do about it? Does that would have it any effect? In fact, in fact it, that makes it worse. That makes oh, yeah. it less fixable. If you're oh, thinking it's yeah. just the big hit, you maybe you come up with the rules to avoid that. But if it's the every time you bash your head a little bit adds up to you lose your mind when you're older, the sport doesn't work. No. Now, the, so, yeah, a good question on the why did they, is that a random sample of brains or is that people were already worried? So that's a good thing to look into. And also, CTE, is there a mild version of CTE that most people would be perfectly comfortable with but still counts as CTE? It's like, you know, most men who make it to 80 will have some level of prostate cancer. Or, you just or, or you're, you're a roofer your whole life. Your knees are really, really bad and you can hardly walk around. But is that something you just part of the deal? A um, uh, little bit of CTE. I don't know. I don't actually know that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think to have a random sample of brains, which you were asking about, you'd have to take people's brains from them uh, without asking. Hey, come here for a sec. <laughs> Whether they like it or not. <laughs> So uh, we want to get back to some more uh, State of the Union stuff later on in the hour. This is kind of adjacent to it. I thought it was interesting. I, I'm. It, it, it was funny. There's no reason to write this article, but I found it kind of entertaining. It was the premise of it in the War, Washington Post is um, the last time unemployment was this low was 1969. Let's compare and contrast. And there's an awful lot of the Beatles ruled the charts. Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. Vietnam peace talks were going on in Paris. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what does that have to do with anything? I mean, <laughs> but like I said, it was kind of a fun article. It was, uh-huh. it was, it was nice. Nixon was in office and, uh, you know, his inauguration speech, he said that Americans cannot learn from one another until we stop shouting at one another. Et cetera, et cetera. Pretty interesting. But the the main takeaway for me was some of these economic statistics, which I found uh, compelling indeed. As I scroll down frantically, they have a lot, a lot of pictures in this article, including a skinny young Prince Charles kneeling at the Queen's feet as he was princified or whatever happens to you when you become the prince. <laughs> And because we're comparing and contrasting those two times, you have to show me a picture of the prince. I thank them for that. 
Oh, and now I can't find the stupid chart. Sorry. I should have I should have printed it. Uh, let's see. Where is that? Uh, by the way, at the, his first news conference, Nixon vowed to lower the rising inflation rate, which had climbed to 4.4%, and was uh, after, fairly close after that, uh, completely out of control. Mm. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I had... Uh, Gone with reader view. Okay, here we go. Uh, the United States population in 1969, the last time the numbers were similar, was 203 million. We have added 64% more population in that uh, 54 years. thought it felt a little crowded. Yeah, yeah. We're now roughly officially 333 million. Uh, all employees non-farm have gone from 70 million to 155 million. That's 120,000, I'm sorry, 120% growth. So we have a hell of a lot more people in the workforce. The share of those folks who are manufacturing, in manufacturing, has gone from 26% to 9%. Mm. That's We changed. used to be the great manufacturer of the globe, and now 9% of us. Now are we're all in YouTube stars. Exactly. Instagram influencers. Yeah. The labor force participation rate has actually risen from 60 to 62%. But wait. Among women, it's grown from 42% to 57%. The That's a 34% increase. From men, it's gone from 80% to 68%. Oh, my God. That's incredible. A 15% decrease. The percentage of men who go out and earn a living. That is something. That's why we have 7 million working-age men not working or looking for work. One of my favorite stats. But wait. We have record low unemployment. Lowest since 1969 when the Beatles ruled it. Oh, that's right. I already did that stuff. Uh, The amazing Mets. uh, So being on the government dole is now comfy enough, or guys are just smoking pot and playing video games and getting by on... Very, very little that we've had a 12% overall increase, but a 15% in terms of the percentages uh, increase in the labor participation rate. That is amazing. And then one more stat that I found uh, mind-blowing. This is adjusted for inflation, real GDP per capita. And the next time somebody wants to tell you that capitalism is cruel and mean and there's income inequality the gdp per capita has grown 148 percent since 1969 the amount of money and stuff and size of house and quality of car and size of tv and everything we consume has grown 148 percent since 1969. Well, being old enough to remember that, yeah, looking around, it seems that way. Very small house, one car, tiny TV, very modest vacations. Practically and virtually nobody, no extras and luxury. Practically nobody flying places. You drove to a nearby vacation spot. And that was the American dream. And people were thrilled to have those lives. Now... When the so-called poor are far richer than the middle class in 1969, now we're being pitched on the idea that the free market has failed and we need a giant government to run our lives. It is obscene how 
inaccurate that is. And, you know, how damaging it would be when and if we fall for it. But end of rant. So I'll read up on this to present it a little better later in the hour. But Microsoft announced their new search engine yesterday that is going to be fused with chat GPT. So Bing has been a distant, distant second to Google for a very long time. I mean, Google became the verb we all use for looking something up on the Internet. It's so dominant. And Bing was hanging out there. Hello, you can search on us if you want to. Nobody was. But now they've fused Bing with chat GPT-like tech, and they say this is going to be a game changer for search engines and going to be a big deal. So a little more on that later this hour. I might check well, that out. Well, I'm going to read up on it myself. I'm going to go to DuckDuckGo and uh, write those uh, those words in the field and, and learn about it. Mm. I holler out my window if I want to know something. <laughs> what year was Babe Ruth born? Anybody know? <laughs> I go down to my local bar and yes. argue about it for an yes. hour. Or go to the library and try to look it up in some sort of almanac. You know, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine the other day about whether it's a better world or a worse one. That we can worse. look this stuff up and know it. It's, it's worse. It's worse. It was better before. Is that just nostalgia? I don't think so. So I'd say, no, I think it was like 1880. And you'd say, no, that's ridiculous. That would have made him 30 years old in 1910 when the Yankees, blah, blah, blah. And I'd say, well, yeah, I guess that's true. So when did he hit the 50 home moments? That was blah, 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 blah. We would have a long conversation about it. Right. All right, hey, hang on. Let me look it up. Hey, hey, uh, what's your face? Uh, Siri. Hey, Siri, when was Babe Ruth born? 1895. I, I can press. Now a, let's go back to abusing alcohol. Yeah, I can press a button on my watch. Final little rant on this because I saw it yesterday. I'm uh, in line to pick up my son from uh, middle school, and there's two kids that appear to be about 15, leaning up against a fence in the grass, waiting for their parents to show up. I assume, and they're both staring at their phones, and I just thought, wow, standing there with your high school friend talking. I mean, one of the I mean, uh, it gives me such a great feeling of, of warmth and nostalgia and love even thinking about it. Now, next segment, why are kids depressed, anxious, and suicidal? Nobody has any idea. Stay with us. All right, those two guys alone, they were separated from everybody else for whatever reason over by that fence, mm-hmm. staring at the phones, not talking to each other. What, what not is talking pot- about girls or grades or school or, or parents last or night or whatever? Yeah, or, uh, and and and. And what is more interesting on your phone or better on your phone than talking to your close friend? And I just, it's, it's mind blowing. There's no turning it back. It's not going to, but wow, what a change in the structure of life. Uh, more on the okay, speech. Boomer. The whole opioid section has gotten quite a bit of attention, among other things we can talk about coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When, yes. those, when those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> You're here. You're here already. No, uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we didn't the problem. realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now Gosh. we're like, oh my God. We were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I have the high privilege and the distinct honor to present to you the President of the United States. Distinct honor? Make no mistake. If you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will veto it. Okay. You got one guy with the stink honor of introducing a guy who's going to protect Bajirbidobes. Uh, is there anybody coherent in Washington, D.C. that we could get to fill these gigs? Well, he was a coherent enough. I think this makes a point. David Axelrod got Obama elected, said this is a home run in just about every way, the speech. Some of the strongest moments were his ad-libbed lines joyfully jousting on the very, very big stage. Another guy I don't know, political operative of some sort. For someone off derided his past his prime, Biden going off script and negotiating Social Security and Medicare is a uniquely agile so-to moment. A number of other people saying it was uh, the be- one of the best speeches of his life. And it doesn't matter if those are all Democrats and prone to think that way. The fact that Democrats think that way about the guy who they're kind of feeling iffy on whether or not he ought to be the nominee again is a big deal. I think Biden is going to be the nominee because of that speech. This segment is brought to you by Joe's House of Low Bars. Are your bars too high? You walk into them and hit your face or even your genitals? Come to Joe's House of Low Bars where our bars are very, very low. Easy to step over. Cheemany. If that was a home run, what are the 105-foot fences in this ballpark? It was half incoherent. Now, the stuff where he jabbed back and forth on on Medicare and Medicaid, that was old Joe Biden. That's That was a flash of his back-slapping, jocular, regular guy thing. Yeah, it was, it was a return to some form, but again, that's no, a I'd low say damn I, bar. I enjoy conversion. All right, fine. All right, this got a lot of attention, and this was some good heckling. I like the new more yelling yeah you're damn right or oh come on bullshit i i like that feel and i got plenty of it last night How 45 about baskets of tomatoes oh. you're, you're all for that oh yeah wait a minute is that gonna be a thing fruit okay
Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. Big, you got it. So let's launch a major surge to stop fentanyl production in the sale and trafficking with more drug detection machines, inspection cargo, stop pills and powder at the border. So, so what was the heckling during that? What was the... There was a lot of, it's your fault and secure the border from many, many Republicans. Um, you know, back to what you just said a little bit ago, the only problem I have with the heckling stuff like that is it puts too much emphasis on the talent of being good at ad-libbing and quick on your feet. And I, I, that's, you know, I don't want that to necessarily be a skill that you have to have to be president. Yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose so. Um, I don't know. You, you're never going to have a perfect world. But I just liked how the president couldn't say something utterly dishonest. Right. Without a pushback that would alert the casual viewer, the casual voter to, whoa, evidently what he said is is pretty questionable, at least according to Republicans. And especially if you live in a world where there's not going to be pushback from 90% of the media you encounter. Right. So when the president says, yeah, the border is open, I want to hear people say, yeah, it is. Get your fault. Then close it. Of course, you know, having Congress people yelling about the need for immigration reform is rich. But uh, they've already ceded their power to the executive branch, and so I guess the executive branch ought to do something about it. Mitt Romney and George Santos had a bit of debate on the floor before the speech, among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. Okay. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize 
how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Westbrook with it. Give it to LeBron at the right elbow. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams. Backing him in. Turns. Shoots. Scores! There it is! Oh, hail! The new king in town! Young and old, gather round! From one iconic Laker to another. The king, LeBron James, has passed the captain! Yep. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who had the record, was there and uh, cheering. LeBron setting the all-time record for scoring in the NBA. If he plays a couple more years, he will set the all-time assist record, probably. And uh be hard to argue he's not the greatest player of all time at that point. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you count it. Whatever. Well, that's sure as heck a decent enough measure. <laughs> yeah. I've scored the most points. You know, I'm amazed at how his body's held up. I mean, he's obviously a physical specimen. He's yeah. won in 50 million uh, but he's been playing in the NBA since he was 18, correct? Right. Well, I remember. I can still remember hearing this because he, he debuted in the in Sacramento with the Sacramento Kings playing against them his first game. And I remember uh, Jason Ross of KHTK saying he's got the best body on the court already and he's 18 years old. <laughs> I mean, hmm. that's a heck of a thing. Before you start the working out, you're going to do the rest of your life. Um, uh, he wants to play with his kid. That's his big goal now. He wants somehow... Brawny to end up in the NBA and he gets to play with his kid, which would be a pretty cool thing, you got to admit. How old are the principals uh, here? His son's a junior in high school or a senior in high school? Might be a senior oh. this year. I know he's a McDonald's All American. Hmm. He's one of and the best how old is the, the old country. man? What's he, 38? 38. 38 and built yeah. like a brick uh, poo house. Yeah. A um, couple things I wanted to get to here. Like Winnie the Pooh's house? So before the State of the Union address last night, uh, lion, liar, crazy person George Santos came face-to-face with uh, Senator Mitt Romney briefly. Straight arrow, Mitt Romney. And apparently Mitt said to him, you don't belong here. And Santos said, go tell that to the 142,000 that voted for me. Mitt said, you're an ass. Santos said, you're a much bigger blank hole. Oh. That's just really unnecessary. I'm just going to up the ante. And then later, Mitt tweeted about Santos shouldn't have been allowed to be there, or at least should have been in the back row, and not trotting around down front where the president is. Santos tweeted back, you'll never be president of the United States. A kick in the gut. gosh. (laughs) What are we, 10 years old? I don't know. You're never going to be president. You're not going to be a Congress dude again. In a battle described as the Mormon versus the Moron. This gets into the weeds on wonkiness, but Richard Haas, Council on Foreign Relations, tweeted out last night, and this is what George Will was talking about earlier when we uh, played that clip. We have come a long way since there was bipartisan support for free trade and markets. We are now a country of industrial planning and fair trade, which look an awful like protectionism. The economic and strategic costs could prove to be considerable. That's what George Will was talking about, about this being the most radical State of the Union address he's ever seen. And where we are now in terms of government planning with businesses and everything, it, it is, it is, an, and both parties in agreement, apparently. Trump kind of ushered in that, so, I don't know, we'll see where this all ends up. 
Yeah, you know, that that would get really weedy, but I'd love to have that discussion with uh, some thinkers uh, because the, the the quest for globalism, the, the march toward globalism, I get why in purely economic terms it seemed like a good idea for a very long time. But when you have a gigantic economic player that's as hostile as China right. and so bent on perpetrating evil involved in so many of our key industries and or threatening them, for instance, advanced microchips. I, I don't think the clarion call to free trade is the right one for this period. You know, well, we need a little, us, little of this, little that. It but. left us in a situation where when the pandemic hit, we realized we don't make any of our drugs here. We don't make any of a lot of things here. Yeah. Yeah, which is not to say, therefore, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris should be trusted completely to plant the economy. No, certainly not. But, you know, some of the old guard free traders, uh, we need other voices in addition to theirs. Uh, A couple of things about me before we get to something I think very newsworthy and important. One, I want to run through what I ate yesterday, just because if I say it out loud, maybe I'll do something about it. Oh, my uh, yesterday, I, I, uh, early in the day, I had four cinnamon rolls. I stopped at the grocery store, got cinnamon rolls. Uh, remember, I've sworn off donuts, but for some reason, completely different, similar-looking thing I eat. Um, then later in the day, I ate some Costco pizza and Oreos. That's what I ate yesterday. You child? A grown man shouldn't eat like that. And well, I now, eat- pizza is a reasonable meal, depending on the quantity, etc. Oh, I went to bed feeling like crap, wishing I could make myself vomit. Anyway, I, I've seen cinnamon rolls that are are the size of a postal box, and then I've seen some much more uh, modestly sized. How how large would you estimate they were? They're the dimensions, big. please. Uh, Certainly, the four of them together were as big as a sheet of paper. So I ate a sheet of a paper sized cinnamon roll. Those are those are good sized cinnamon rolls. <laughs> right. Um, the Tell you th- what, a cinnamon roll with a cup of coffee. I mean, other than the act of coupling, I'm not sure there's anything better. Yeah. And they're neck and neck. Maybe I'm and, doing it know, wrong, but. <laughs> and depending on your age or, you know, other circumstances, there's some days, frankly, you know what? Cinnamon roll's great. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, one other thing. My, I, was, uh, I got up this morning and my AirPod, which I had in my ear listening to news, uh, fell into the toilet. So I had to stick my hand in the toilet first thing in the morning. That's how I started my day with my hand in the toilet. Is a sickener. You know, as a wordsmith and a man of taste, I'm going to ask my question in this way. Was that pretty unfortunate or very unfortunate? It was pretty unfortunate. Oh, okay. Very okay. unfortunate. I would have gone to get some <laughs> sort of, uh, I'd have gone to get the things I, you know, pick up the hot dogs off the grill with. Tongs. Ah. I'd have gotten some tongs, I think. <laughs> that would have been a good maneuver. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now it's to something important. I, now I do I want a cinnamon roll? <laughs> I don't know why this didn't get more attention. It, it's an interview, for, I think, from two days ago. Leon Panetta, he was the sec def at one point under Obama. He ran the CIA at one point. He's one of those guys. He was in the Clinton administration Clinton as well. Administration? Pretty well thought of on both sides of the aisle. He's worked for m- many ad- ad- administrations. Really, really well thought of, big thinker. And to me, he gave the definitive answer on the whole should we have shot down the balloon earlier or not thing on CNN. Do you think it made some sense from an intelligence gathering standpoint to let it drift uh, for a while and let it get out over the ocean where it could be brought down without really any um, potential for danger below? 
Well, you know, there, there are going to be lessons from uh, all of this uh, with regards to this kind of uh, spy balloon, if it, if it is, uh, in fact, a spy balloon. Uh, if, if it was that, and if we were aware of the balloon, uh, I think we should have taken steps uh, to prevent it from entering our airspace. Uh, and I'm not sure that we should have allowed it uh, to simply cross over the country, uh, cross over uh, what were obviously sensitive military sites. I, I, don't, I don't see the logic of that. Uh, so, the, so the question obviously is, uh, the Pentagon said that there were risks here. I understand that argument, uh, that uh, there were debris risks. Uh, at the same time, uh, I think we should have acted earlier uh, if our suspicions were valid that this was, in fact, on an intelligence mission. I, I hope in the future we make clear to, the ch to, the, to China that uh, this kind of incident cannot happen again, and it will not happen again. That in the future, if we see that kind of balloon, uh, we are going to, if they hey, that's don't take no, that's, action. That's more than enough. The point I wanted to make is Leon Panetta saying, we should have shot it down right away. And the, if we knew it was, he's, he's being very generous to a CNN uh, 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 anchor who wanted a different answer. Half-wit. Uh, 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 but what he's saying is if we knew, and we did know because the Pentagon and Joe Biden made it clear, should have shot it down. You don't let China send any sort of flying apparatus into our airspace. You just don't. Yeah. That is crazy. And you got to remember, Leon Panetta was in the room with Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and everybody else that voted yes, take out Osama bin Laden. The one no vote was Joe Biden. Joe Biden was the, uh, we better not, you know, what if something happens? And that's the way he was with the freaking balloon. Yes. Yeah, clearly. We should have shot it down. You cannot allow that to happen. Well, the military told him, you know, it might hurt somebody on the ground, I guess. Shoot and he said, it Well, down. we better not then. We better not. I'm afraid to. We won't do it. Old scaredy Joe. And we don't even know how that conversation went. They might have been presenting him with, you know, all the information they're supposed to present him with. Do they recommend not shooting it down? I don't know. We'll never, we may not know that for a long time, but that's just, you know, well, as Leon Panetta said there, I don't agree that we should have let it uh, enter our airspace. Uh, if we knew what it was, I don't, I don't think that was a good idea to let it tra traverse the United States. And then float above sensitive military establishments? Are you freaking kidding me? And, and you're right. He was trying to be generous toward the halfwit and not call him a halfwit, but the idea that uh, okay, so what's the alternative to accepting that it's a uh, intelligence-gathering beast, this balloon and its payroll? The alternative is to say, well, China, the communist superpower, our great open global adversary, has these giant balloons with millions of dollars worth of sensors, but purely for weather, purely for meteorological study. They would never misuse what their sensors picked up. All right, show me the guy advocating that argument. Well, you don't, pitching that argument. It's it's idiotic. You don't even need to have that conversation. I mean, it's known that the Pentagon figured out it wasn't a weather balloon right off the bat. So that's just a that's a stray. Well, evidently, you do need to have it on CNN. For that guy, yeah. That's frustrating. That is frustrating and scary. I'll bet. In the halls of power in Beijing, they're practically having the same conversation in Mandarin. 
somebody pointing out to Xi Jinping, you know, he was afraid to shoot down balloon the balloon. You remember, this is the only guy who voted against taking out Osama bin Laden right. back a few years ago. And she is like, oh, that's right. Yeah. So if Interesting. We, so if we move on Taiwan, you think this guy's going to pull the trigger or is he going to wait and think it over? That's That's a big calculation to make. Yeah, listen, as long as we've pitched hard the idea that there will be great downside and backlash and that sort of thing, uh, Biden will never uh, authorize any strong actions. It's just not in his character. Until it's too late, until we're already on Taiwan with the equipment we need to protect ourselves. Right. I could easily see them making that calculation. Anywho, we will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The day. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs. Yeah. And <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. As we all apparently agree, Social Security and Medicare is off the, off the books now, right? They're not to be stopped. All right. We got unanimity. Unanimity. Unanimity that we're not going to be grown-ups. The most grotesque bipartisan moment of the speech, maybe of any speech, in U.S. history. So grotesque. 
Hey, yep. and I tell you what, that was a hell of a Freudian slip too. He meant uh, so Social Security is off the the table. He but he said off the books, which is like suggesting that right. it's you know we're not even going to put it in the accounting. Yeah, we're going to hide it. Freudian slip. Right. So that's a big deal. Uh, we're, we're going broke at an unbelievable rate. We got $32 trillion in debt. Those particular programs are going to run out of money in a couple of years. And both parties are now in agreement that we're not even going to look at that. Not even going to look at it. Wow. So Jim Tankersley of the New York Times, we used to have him on a lot. He's a really smart guy. I thought this was pretty damned interesting. Uh, on the most important domestic issue facing President Biden, the economy, the most important part of the State of the Union, what was Biden... Let me slow down. I'm all excited. My bus been wet. The most important part of the State of the Union was what Biden did not do. He did not pivot, not even a little bit, like his predecessors did. Let's back up to Biden's two most immediate Democratic predecessors in the White House. Like Biden, they both lost control of the House in their first midterm elections. They reacted very differently than Biden did last night. In 1995, Bill Clinton led his State of the Union address with a call for a second round of shrinking the federal government. Should we cut the deficit more? Well, of course we should, to cheers. And then he outlined a bunch of cuts to federal spending. Barack Obama, in 2011, having just gotten shellacked, proposed a five-year freeze in domestic spending, including what he called painful cuts. He mentioned painful cuts in his State of the Union address. Wow. He called for bipartisan action to improve the solvency of Social Security, embraced a Republican plan to cut health costs with malpractice reform. Joe Biden went the other direction and got the Republicans to go along with him in a standing ovation for not cutting a freaking thing. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing in a bunch of different ways. Most troubling as a reading of the American people and that he and his speechwriters read us well. So they don't want responsibility. They don't even want the truth. They just want more pandering. That is something. Yeah. The two most recent Democratic presidents who got two terms by, you know, realizing, well, the people have spoken. They want me to, you know, to taper back toward the center a little bit here. We're going to cut the government. Even Barack Obama. Talking about conservative Barack Obama. And Joe Biden stands up and says, okay, you agree? It's off the table. We're not even going to touch these entitlement programs, which are really driving the old problem. Um, Not going to touch them. Okay. And everybody cheers. Just fantastic. When he claimed Republicans wanted to do something about it, they stood up and shouted, no, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Breaking with tradition by heckling the president to make make it clear that, no, we we don't want to cut anything. No, no. McCarthy's sitting behind him shaking his head. No, not true lie. We don't want to cut them either. That's where we are. Isn't that amazing? And apparently saying, well, we don't want to cut benefits. We want to figure out how we can keep them. That's too complicated. Whoa, you lost me. What? I think they want to cut it. I'm voting against them. I'm panicking. That's how dumb our politics are. We're doomed. This experiment in self-governance has failed. Nice Folks, try, Folks, it's uh, time for final thoughts of uh, these, two, uh, these two guys, uh, uh, Jackie, uh, Jackie Joe Armstrong and uh, this is pal, pal Joe Getty. This stupid son of a bitch. So here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. 
Well, if he tries us to tries to raise friction of jobs, I'll veto it. So let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew, Michelangelo in the control room. Michael, what's your final thought? Well, our society continues to decay, and I'm loving the yelling at the State of the Union address. I'm going to say by 2026, we're going to have our first fist fight at the State of the Union. Ah. I could have seen Mitt and Santos going at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, youth definitely on Santos' side, but Mitt's fit. That'd be a good bout. Uh, Jack, a final thought for us. So what do I do with my AirPod that fell out of my ear into the toilet? Do I boil it? Do I just spray Clorox all over it? Wipe it off and stick it in your ear, you pansy. I mean, come on. Gross. Eh. Urine is uh, clean. It's disinfectant. We'll be fine. In fact, you know what? I'm going to pee on my earpods this afternoon, just in solidarity with you. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Uh, my final thought is the State of the Union address has gotten a little bit interesting again. If it's more like a raucous town hall meeting and less like a coronation of an emperor, I say good. At least as a viewer, good. I'm not sure that we advanced much as a country, as we've been discussing, but... At least it was worth watching. Well, how about, Just shorten it, for God's sake. How about maybe the most raucous portion of a State of the Union address ever? Is the party of fiscal responsibility say, No, we're not! Don't say we are! No! Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. The hot links are there. You can email us. What do you think? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Pick up some A&G swag. What a fabulous gift that would make. Thanks for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. Distinct honor to present to you Armstrong and Getty. But today, let's go out with a bang. This segment is brought to you by Joe's House of Low Bars. Are your bars too high? You walk into them and hit your face or even your genitals? Come to Joe's House of Low Bars, where our bars are very, very low. Easy to step over. Yeah. Yeah. Raise the cost of presenting jobs. I expected more. That was part of the deal, guys. Look it up. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the parity flexibility. Annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. 
Facebook on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.